0: What is up, everybody? It's JT Sports. I'm at you guys with episode 5 of the JT Sports Podcast. We have a very exciting show. We're going to be talking about Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to be talking about the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr versus Marks Mariota. How good will the Raiders defense be this upcoming NFL season? And I'm also going to be telling you guys why you should not sleep on the Los Angeles Chargers. This upcoming season. So if you guys are watching on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure that you guys go ahead and leave a five-star review on the podcast. And make sure that you guys go ahead and follow me on my Instagram and my Twitter, which is JT Sports underscore. Also, if you're listening to this, not on YouTube, make sure that you guys go ahead and follow my YouTube channel and subscribe to it, which is JT Sports on YouTube. So, the New York Jets have traded away star safety Jamal Adams to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, what both of these teams are getting in exchange in this trade, the New York Jets are receiving two first round picks from the Seattle Seahawks. They're receiving the Seattle Seahawks 2021 and 2022 first round selections. They're also receiving Bradley McDougald and a third round pick for the 2021 NFL draft. Now, what the Seattle Seahawks are getting a return in this trade. They are getting star safety Jamal Adams, and they are getting a fourth round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. So I think both these teams are getting back pretty fair compensation. When you look at the New York Jets, I think it is a big surprise that the New York Jets were able to get so much in return for Jamal Adams. When you look at how Jamal Adams went about this whole entire situation, I mean, first, a couple of months ago, he came out and publicly said that he wanted to trade. He listed his few teams that he wanted to get traded to. Seattle was included in one of those teams. And then a couple of days ago, he calls out and says that he doesn't believe that Adam Gates is the right coach for the New York Jets. So basically at that point, If you're the New York Jets, you had no choice but to trade Jamal Adams. Now, I thought with Jamal Adams making those remarks about Adam Gates, I thought that's going to make it a little bit harder on the New York Jets front office to try to trade Jamal Adams because I thought that was going to kind of lower his trade value. But it turns out the New York Jets are actually able to get back fair compensation in return for Jamal Adams. Now, when you're looking at what the Seattle Seahawks are getting, And Jamal Adams. You're getting a guy who basically did everything for this New York Jets defense. I'm not making any exaggerations when I say that. I literally mean that Jamal Adams did everything for the New York Jets defense. I mean, he got after the quarterback. He was good rushing off the edge. He was their best blitzer. He was their best tackler. He was their best defensive back. I mean, he was everything for that New York Jets defense. And when you look at the Seattle Seahawks, you are getting a high-level caliber player. You're getting one of the best players on the defense side of the football in the NFL. And I mean, for those of you guys who say that the Seattle Seahawks gave up too much for Jamal Adams, I mean... How, what were they supposed to give up for Jamal Adams? I mean, you just can't get a superstar player like Jamal Adams for nothing. Like, if you want a superstar player in the NFL, you're going to have to give up some pretty fair compensation for that guy. And, I mean, that it may come at the expense of a talented player or it may come at the expense of a lot of draft picks. And if you're the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, if you're a team that's looking to win now and you got a guy like Jamal Adams available for trade, you go ahead and you give up those two first-round drafts. Picks and you bring in Jamal Adams because listen, those two first round draft picks you can worry about those later. I mean, for right now, the biggest priority for Seattle isn't who they're going to draft those two first round picks or the future, and it's not more about the future, it's more about trying to assemble a roster that can help you win a Super Bowl right now. Now, the New York Jets they're on the opposite end of that spectrum because when you look at a team with the New York Jets that doesn't really have a lot of talent to work with their team that needs all the draft picks they can get so they can build up that roster so they can potentially compete And the next few years or so. So, I mean, if you're the New York Jets, I mean, I think you got a lot of compensation in return for Jamal Adams that you should be able, if you use those picks correctly and you draft the right way, you should be able to turn those two first-round picks into potential Pro Bowl-caliber players. And you should be able to turn that third-round pick into a very high-caliber or at least a serviceable starter at best. So, I mean, if you're the Seattle Seahawks and you're the New York Jets, I think both of these two teams got back pretty fair compensation. I mean, like... Like I said earlier, the Seattle Seahawks basically had to give up two first-round picks if they wanted Jamal Adams. And, I mean, if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, I wouldn't be sweating about giving up two first-round picks because nobody's really concerned about the future for the Seattle Seahawks. Like, the Seattle Seahawks are worried about this season trying to win this season. Now, the New York Jets, on the other hand, yeah, they're going to try to win this season, but they don't really have a lot of talent on that roster to the point that they will even make the playoffs. So, I mean, if you're the New York Jets, you're a team that's more concerned about the future than the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are focused on winning right now. And Jamal Adams, bringing him on your roster, helps better your chance of winning Super Bowl this year. And the New York Jets, on the other hand, you get two first-round selections, you get Bradley McDougald, and you get a third-round pick out of this. That's going to help ensure that you're going to be able to bring in some better players for the future. So, I mean, I think both these teams got pretty fair compensation in return in this trade. I'm really interested to see what Jamal Adams does for that Seattle Seahawks defense and how big of an impact is he going to have on the Seattle Seahawks defense and what's going to be his role in the defense? Like, is he going to be more of a box safety? Like, the opportunities for what the Seattle Seahawks can do with Jamal Adams is absolutely endless. Now, since we're on the topic of defenses how good would the las vegas raiders defense be this upcoming nfl season in 2020 now when you look at the las vegas raiders defense ask yourself this what is going to be the strength of this defense and i think the strongest part and the best part of this defense is how good this defensive line is now this defensive line has a lot of depth and a lot of talent Defensive tackle Maurice Hurst had three and a half sacks last year. A lot of people feel he could end up being a breakout player on his defensive line for the Raiders this season. And he's really good against the run. You also got Jonathan Hankins. You got Malik Collins. You got P.J. Hall. Then you got defensive ends Cleveland Farrell who had four and a half sacks last year. You had rookie last season, Max Crosby, who had 10 sacks as a rookie. 10 sacks. And... I knew Max Crosby was going to be a sleeper coming out of the 2019 NFL draft. But I didn't predict him to be that good last season. I had Max Crosby around five, maybe six sacks as a rookie. But if I was to tell you I suspected Max Crosby to have 10 sacks in his first season in the NFL, I would be lying to you. And like I said, I knew Max Crosby was going to be a really good player coming out of that draft class. He was my biggest sleeper in the 2019 NFL draft class. And he outplayed Cleveland Farrell. And Cleveland Farrell was drafted several rounds above him. So Max Crosby has a bright future. Max Crosby, best on what he did last season, having 10 sacks, he probably should have at least 15 sacks this season. Then, you also got Arden Key as well. Then, a the linebacker position. You got Nick Kowalski and Corey Littleton and free agency. Now, Nick Kowalski is pretty solid, and you got Corey Littleton, who is the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. So, when you look at this front seven, this front seven should be really solid. Now, the biggest question concerning this Las Vegas Raiders defense going into this season is... How good would a secondary be? Now, the secondary for the Las Vegas Raiders hasn't really been all that great over the last few seasons. Well, they have half addressed that this past offseason. Preston Mukamara, you draft Damon Arnett, the rookie out of Ohio State, who I feel deserved to go in the first round. Like, Damon Arnett was getting a lot of undeserved hate. During the NFL draft process. Like a lot of people were nitpicking on Damon Arnett. Saying that he wasn't fast enough. Didn't have the lateral quickness and things like that. But when you watch Damon Arnett play for Ohio State. I saw a physical corner. Who isn't scared to make a tackle. And isn't scared to jam these wide receivers. And press these wide receivers. Every single play. I saw a guy who was almost just as good as. Jeff Okuda. And I believe that the Las Vegas Raiders made probably one of the best selections in the NFL draft by taking Damon Arnett. So, I mean, I think Damon Arnett is going to be a really good player at the NFL level. I thought the Las Vegas Raiders knocked it out of the park when they drafted him. A lot of people felt it was a reach, but I felt it was a great selection. Then you got Trayvon Mullen. And Trayvon Mullen had a really good second half of his rookie season. A lot of guys like to bring up how he shut down Tyreek Hill, and Las Vegas Raiders fans make sure, I didn't forget that, that's why I wrote that down, he absolutely shut down Tyreek Hill, I think Tyreek Hill only had two catches for, what, 19 yards on Trayvon Mullen, absolutely shut him down, then you got Amik Roberson, who a lot of people are really high on, then you got safety Jonathan Abram, who basically only played, like, I don't even think he even played that much. I think he only played like a game and then he got injured and he was out for the season. So you got him coming back. You got Demarius Randle. You got Jeff Heath as well and free agency. So when you look at this Las Vegas Raiders defense, this is a defense that should be way, way better than what it has been the last few seasons. And one thing that I really like about this Las Vegas Raiders defense is how good they are up front on the defensive line. If the defensive line is going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback this season like it should be able to, that's dramatically going to help out that secondary because when you have a good defensive line and you got guys like Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell who can constantly get pressure on the quarterback almost every single play, that's going to help out the secondary because then those guys aren't going to have to be in coverage for that long. A good example is the San Francisco 49ers defensive line. When you look at what... Nick Bosa was able to do last season for them and how good that defensive line was that secondary didn't really have to cover for all that long so when you have a good defensive line that's constantly able to get pressure on the quarterback that's going to help out the secondary a lot and another thing that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to the Raiders defense was although they weren't great against the pass this was a defense that was one of the best defenses in the NFL when it comes to stopping the run there were six in the NFL last year and rushing yards per game allowed, only allowing 98 rushing yards per game. Now, this Las Vegas Raiders has a lot of things they have to improve on the defense side of football. Last season, they were one of the worst teams on third down, getting teams off the field on third down and getting stops inside the red zone. They allowed teams to convert on third down 42% of the time, which was 26 in the NFL. And they were the worst red zone defense in the NFL. They were 31st in the NFL red zone scores allowed with 67%. So the Raiders are going to have to improve that. And I think that they will with an improved secondary and how good this defensive line should be. And this Las Vegas Raiders defense, if this defense is able to just be a little bit better than what it has been over the last three, four seasons, this probably could be a playoff team. Because they have a really good offense. The only thing is that this defense can't really get key stops when it matters the most. And when you look at the pieces that they added in free agency, you bring in Nick Kowalski, you bring in Corey Littleton, you bring in two linebackers that are really solid in coverage, especially Corey Littleton. Like, Corey Littleton is really underrated. A lot, when we mention some of the best linebackers in the NFL, I think Corey Littleton deserves to be mentioned in that category. Now, is he one of the best? Maybe not, but I think he deserves to be mentioned in the category of some of the better linebackers in the NFL. It's not linebackers that can cover at an elite level like Corey Littleton. So Corey Littleton is also going to improve that pass defense as well. And Jonathan Abram, I mean, this is a guy who can make you you pay from running routes across the middle of the field. And when you watch Hard Knocks, from last season with the Raiders following the training camp that the Raiders had Jonathan Abram was a favorite of John Gruden John Gruden was absolutely in love with Jonathan Abram so the fact now that he comes back fully healthy that's also going to improve this Raiders defense and I wonder how good this Raiders defense could have been if Jonathan Abram never got injured so I mean this is a Las Vegas Raiders defense that although They haven't been great over the last couple of seasons. I really think that this could be the year that maybe they turn the corner. And I think that if this Raiders defense is able to play up to at least being a top 15 or top 16 or top 17 defense in the NFL, they may be good enough to get us to the playoffs. And, I mean, when you look at the rest of the defenses in the AFC West, I mean, you got the Chiefs, who had a nice turnaround on the defense side of football the second half of the year, which was a big reason for the Super Bowl run. You got the Chargers, who probably have, arguably, on paper the most talented defense in the NFL. I mean, who else? You got the Denver Broncos with Vic Vangio. You got Bradley Chug coming back. So, you look at a Raiders team that has some catching up to do on the defense side of the football in terms of getting caught up to where the rest of the teams in this division are on the defense side of the football. But I think maybe this could be the year that the Las Vegas Raiders finally have a turnaround on the defense side of the football because I don't think this Las Vegas Raiders defense can be as bad as they have been going into this year with the acquisitions that they made this offseason. So, I mean, I know it's easy to say that this Raiders defense is going to be good based on how bad this defense has performed over the last few seasons. But, I mean, not every team is going to be bad for a long time. Eventually, some teams are going to have to break the mold, and I think the Las Vegas Raiders could finally break the mold on defense. I think this could finally be a defense that's actually going to be able to get stops on third down, get stops inside the red zone, and create turnovers. So I'm really high on this Las Vegas Raiders defense going into this season based on what they have did on paper. Now, I mean, will they be able to live up to my expectations? That remains to be decided. But while we're on the topic of this defense, let's move on to another category for the Las Vegas Raiders that has a lot of people concerned. Now, another question that a lot of people have about the Las Vegas Raiders is the quarterback situation: Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. Now, a lot of people believe that Derek Carr could get his starting job taken by Marcus Mariota. Now, John Gruden has had an infatuation with Marcus Mariota ever since he came out of the University of Oregon. He believes that Marcus Mariota has a lot of upside, which is why the Raiders decided to bring him in and free agency the has to start out as the backup to Derek Carr. Now, I don't believe that Marcus Mariota is going to beat out Derek Carr for the starting quarterback job in the offseason and training camp. I don't believe that's going to happen. And I don't believe that Marcus Mariota is even a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Like, Marcus Mariota is a guy who has had some success at the NFL level. He's won a playoff game with Tennessee. He has taken the Tennessee Titans to the playoffs. He has had some very solid seasons for Tennessee. And unfortunately, his time in Tennessee kind of ran out. He's been through several offensive coordinators there in Tennessee. So, I mean, he kind of had a lot riding against him in Tennessee. But, I mean, I don't think he's better than Derek Carr. Derek Carr, despite what a lot of people say, is still a very solid quarterback in the NFL. Derek Carr is a good enough quarterback that he can take your team to the Super Bowl if you have a good offensive line you have some weapons around him to be successful. And, I mean... I love Marcus Mariota, don't get me wrong, but I just don't see Marks Mariota starting over Derek Carr. Like Unless Derek Carr absolutely just has a terrible season where he just sucks, Marks Mariota most likely won't start over him. And I don't believe that Marks Mariota is going to be the future at quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. I believe that... The Raiders will probably most likely end up drafting another quarterback if Derek Carr isn't a the guy, then sticking with Marks Mariota long-term or less, Marks Mariota has like a Ryan Tannehill kind of season. Now, I mean, I know Marks Mariota has a lot of upside. I know he's still very young. He's still in like his middle 20s. But I mean, Derek Carr is still a far superior quarterback than Marks Mariota. And I mean, the thing with Derek Carr is, you can make the argument to say that Derek Carr hasn't really had a lot of weapons around him ever since his MVP season. No Michael Crabtree, no Amari Cooper. So I mean, now Derek Carr has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You got Darren Waller, tight end. You got Tyree Wilson. So I still believe it's good enough to be a wide receiver one in the NFL. He was battling injuries last season. And I mean, you got one of the best offensive minds in NFL history in John Gruden. And the thing with Derek Carr is just the fact that a lot of people feel he doesn't take enough chances. He's not as aggressive as John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders coaching staff want him to be. But, I mean, I understand that Mark Mariota has some talent. I understand Mark Mariota has had success in the NFL. But, I mean, I still think that Derek Carr is a good enough quarterback that he can take the Raiders to the playoffs. And, I mean, think about it this way. How many teams, if Derek Carr was to get released by the Las Vegas Raiders right now, would jump out the bit to sign Derek Carr? I'm pretty sure a handful of teams would rather sign Derek Carr than sign Dak Prescott long term, because Derek Carr has had some really good seasons. He was just the NFL MVP candidate not too long ago. So, I mean, I understand why a lot of people have a little bit of skepticism around Derek Carr. He hasn't really taken a lot of risk over the last few seasons. His numbers have kind of declined and dropped a little bit. But I mean, don't let that derive you from the fact that Derek Carr is still a very serviceable and very good quarterback in the NFL. Is he elite? No. But I mean, I still think he is above average quarterback. He's still good enough that you can win Super Bowl with Derek Carr. And I mean, I understand Marcus Mariota has had a little bit of success, but I mean, I don't think he's better than Derek Carr. I mean, this is a guy, Marcus Mariota, that basically last season couldn't complete a pass more than 25 yards down the field. And I know he was battling injuries, but another thing is Marcus Mariota can't stay healthy. That was a big concern about Marcus Mariota when he was coming out of Oregon, durability. And now we're starting to see those injuries take a toll on Marcus Mariota. And like I said, Marcus Mariota has a lot of athleticism. He has a lot of upside. But, I mean, Derek Carr is still a better quarterback. He's a better thrower the football, and he's more accurate. And I believe if you give Derek Carr a good team around him, he can be successful. So, I mean, I don't really think it's all that much of a quarterback controversy down in Las Vegas for the Raiders. I think that unless Derek Carr really does something terrible, and he ends up getting injured, or he just plays bad... That's really the only way I see Marks Mariota getting in and starting for the Raiders this season. But I don't think Marks Mariota is going to beat out Derek Carr in training camp. And I don't think Derek Carr is going to get his starting job took by Marks Mariota unless, like I said, something happens. Or maybe the Raiders start the season out 0 6 and they're looking for a spark. But really, to be honest, I don't really see Marks Mariota starting over Derek Carr this season. So, I mean. A lot of people like the, you know, the headlines of Marcus Mariota versus Derek Carr. It sounds great for clicks and things like that. But if we're being realistic. I don't think Marcus Mariota is going to end up starting over Derek Carr this season. I think Derek Carr is just a far superior quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Now, since we're in the AFC West, let's segue to this. I want to talk about why people should not sleep on the Los Angeles Chargers this upcoming NFL season. Now, a lot of people, when you think about sleeper teams going into this upcoming NFL season, a lot of people talk about the New England Patriots, of course, because a lot of people are sleeping on them without Tom Brady being there. Now they got Cam Newton at the helm. A lot of people have been talking about the Arizona Cardinals. But a sleeper team that nobody really has been talking about are the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Los Angeles Chargers are good enough to make it to the playoffs i mean you got Tyrod taylor at quarterback who although he isn't one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl i made a video about this i said that i believe that Tyrod taylor is good enough to take the los angeles chargers to the playoffs and when you look at what the los angeles chargers have to work with i mean on the offense you got keenan allen who is one of the top 10 best receivers in the nfl You got Mike Williams, who is coming off a 1,000-yard season. You got Hunter Henry, who is one of the best tight ends in the NFL, who's going to be playing on the franchise tag this year. Then you got an offensive line that has dramatically improved. So, I mean, you also got Austin Eckler and the backfield as well. Then you potentially have one of the best defenses going into this season, When you look at this Chargers defense, I mean, you got Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa coming off the edge, which is one of the best pass rushing duos in the NFL. Then you got Jerry Tillery and Linville Joseph up front at the two defensive tackle spots. Then the secondary is absolutely stacked. This may be one of the best secondaries in the NFL. You got cornerbacks Casey Hayward. You got Chris Harris Jr., who you got in free agency, who has been one of the best cornerbacks in the nfl for almost the past decade who in my opinion has been the most underrated cornerback in the nfl during that stretch since he's been in the nfl do you got desmond king you got duran james you potentially could have nazir ali at free safety or rashawn jenkins there so i mean you got a great defense you got a lot of talent on offense all it really matters is how good can Tyrod Taylor perform. And I think that Tyrod Taylor can live up to those expectations. And I mean, this AFC West division is tough. You got Kansas City, the defenders who Bowl champions. You got the Raiders who are going to be interesting. You got the Denver Broncos. But I mean, I still think the Chargers have a good chance to finish second in a division over those other two teams. Now, are they going to win a division? Yeah, probably not. But I wouldn't sleep on them. And I think a lot of people are really sleeping on the Los Angeles Chargers this season. Like, a lot of people forget how talented this Los Angeles Chargers team really is. And I mean, I know it's easy to say that the Chargers can't make it to the playoffs because look at who their quarterback is. But I mean, I don't think Justin Herbert would be too bad, neither if he gets the opportunity. Because look, it is a lot of pieces around this LA Chargers team to be successful. It shouldn't really be that hard for a quarterback to come in and step in and have success right away for the Chargers. And I mean, I know the offensive line wasn't all that great. And I know the Chargers kind of didn't live up the expectations last season because these were the Chargers team who I expected to be one of the best teams in the AFC and they didn't even come close to that. But you got to look at all the problems that they had last season. The offensive line wasn't great. They improved the offensive line. I mean, Phillip Rivers was turning the football over at an alarming rate, basically I had a Jameis Winston kind of weight. Now you get rid of him, and you got a guy in Tyrod Taylor who is smart with the football. He's probably one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL because this is a guy who has never thrown more than six, seven interceptions in an NFL season. This is a guy who has won with less time than he has, on this L.A. Chargers team. A lot of people forget that a couple years ago he took the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. He actually ended their playoff drought. Then, like I said, you got Keenan Allen who is the best route runner in the NFL. Then, potentially, you could have rookie wide receiver K.J. Hill who could have a really underrated season as a rookie who a lot of people aren't talking about. Then Austin Eckler could have a Christian McCaffrey kind of season. I think Austin Eckler was going to be a pro bowler last season if Melvin Gordon never came back If Melvin Gordon never came back, then Austin Eckler probably could have had a McCaffrey-like season, but since Melvin Gordon came back, that kind of took away from Austin Eckler's carries and his attempts, and it kind of slowed down his momentum. But now with Austin Eckler being a full workhorse back for the Chargers this season, I think we could see him be a Pro Bowler this year. I mean, he not only is a good running back, but he's also very elusive in the open field, and he also, at times, could be the Chargers... Third best option in the passing game in certain formations in certain situations. There's not a lot of halfbacks who can also be a good halfback at good running, good at running the football. But it's also not a good. It's also not a lot of good halfbacks in the NFL that can line up and be arguably your second or third best wide receiver on the field in certain situations. So, I mean, you look at what Austin Eckler is going to be able to do this season now that he doesn't have to split carries with Melvin Gordon, and you look at Tyrod Taylor, who isn't going to be turning the football over at the rate that Phillip Rivers was, I mean, this is a Chargers offense that I think is going to be a lot better than what a lot of people are giving them credit for. Now, is this going to be a top 10 offense? No, but I think this is going to be an efficient, solid offense that is going to be able to score points, and they're going to be able to be a little bit more efficient and take care of the football. And basically, I think the best part of this Chargers defense is going to be how good this secondary is. I mean, this Chargers defense with Darren James, who is already one of the best safeties in the NFL, people are already making debates about how Darren James is the best safety in the NFL. And he's only been a lead for only a few years. And last year, he even played a whole entire season because I believe he missed like the first half of the season due to an injury. So now you got him coming back fully healthy. I mean, you got Chris Harris Jr., like I said, has been one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL for nearly the past decade. And I mean, you got Jerry Tillery, who should have a breakout year this year, coming into his second season in the NFL. Then you got Linville Joseph, who although Linville Joseph is getting up there in age, he's still one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. So I mean, this is a Chargers team that could cause a lot of noise. And I don't think a lot of you guys should sleep on them. I also think that they have a really good coaching staff. I know Anthony Lynn, his job security is a little bit in question, but I still think that he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. Now, is he a top ten coach? No, but Anthony Lynn, a couple of years ago, is really good at making adjustments. Him and his coaching staff, and they know how to win close games. Now, we didn't really get to see a lot of that last season because they kind of underperformed. But I mean, you got to think about it this way. Imagine if Phillip Rivers wasn't turning the football over. I think this Chargers team, without the turnovers from Phillip Rivers, most likely could have made it to the playoffs. So, all I'm saying is don't sleep on the LA Chargers. Now, will they make the playoffs or won't make the playoffs? I'm not saying that, but I think they do have a good chance of making it to the playoffs. And I do think they have a fair chance of finishing second place in this AFC West division. And this is a team that possibly could slow down this Kansas City Chiefs offense. If you ask me, I think they have the best defense in the AFC West. Now, I know a lot of Denver Broncos fans are probably going to get upset with that claim. But the Denver Broncos, you do have Bradley Chubb and you do have Von Miller. But I don't think that secondary is as good as the Chargers secondary. So, I mean, I know it's fair for people to sleep on the LA Chargers because who the quarterback is going to be. But, I mean, when you look at this overall team and you really dive into the talent that this Chargers team has... This is a playoff caliber team. You can go to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. You don't have to have an elite quarterback to make it to the playoffs. Not too long ago, the Chicago Bears went to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky. So, I mean, if the Bears can go to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky, and given how great that defense was, I think Tyrod Taylor can take this Chargers team to the playoffs. So, I mean, a lot of you guys shouldn't be sleeping on this L.A. Chargers team. When we think about sleeper teams, the first teams that come to mind are the New England Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals and the Denver Broncos, of course. But, I mean, a a sleeper team that a lot of people haven't really been talking about is this L.A. Chargers team. They have a lot of talent. This is one of the more complete rosters in the NFL. They don't really have a lot of holes. They don't really have a lot of question marks. Really, their only question mark is basically quarterback. And then you bring in rookie linebacker Kenneth Murray, who was pretty much one of the best linebackers from this past year's draft class, who you can make the case and say that he probably would have went in the top 10 if it wasn't a guy named Isaiah Simmons. So now you bring him in, and that pretty much fills the only hole that you have on defense was at the linebacker position. So, I mean, this is an L.A. Chargers team that you shouldn't sleep on. The talent's there. I think that Tyrod Taylor is good enough to get him to the playoffs. You got a fairly sound and good co- coaching staff. So, I mean, I think this L.A. Chargers team can make a lot of noise this season. I think a lot of people are really sleeping on the L.A. Chargers. Now, for my last segment, I want to talk about Mike Tomlin. Now, Mike Tomlin last season was heavily regarded as Coach of the Year. Based on what he was able to do with this Pittsburgh Steelers team, Once Ben Roethlisberger went down with his season-ending injury, and a lot of people felt the season was over for the Pittsburgh Steelers and that the Steelers should just go ahead and tank for a quarterback or tank for a high draft pick. Well, Mike Tomlin didn't do that. He said, you know what? We're still going to try to compete even though we don't have our starting quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. So what does Mike Tomlin do? He takes Pittsburgh to an 8-8 record. And they were still fairly competitive in every single game they played in. And they were all the way into the playoffs until the final week of the 2019 NFL season. Well, despite Mike Tomlin having that incredible season, given what he was able to do with several key players like James Conner and Drew Smith-Schuster missing significant games with injuries, I still think that Mike Tomlin has a lot to prove for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, what Mike Tomlin did last season was incredible. What Mike Tomlin did basically was going in and taking the geometry test and passing it without a calculator. That's basically what Mike Tomlin did. Like, he did an incredible job. But that was just one great season that we saw out of Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin had his back against the wall. He had no Bill Rosberger. He had Judas Smith, and James Conner missing time of injuries. So he really, without those great players, had to really coach his Pittsburgh Steelers team up. And he did it by relying on his defense to get stops and make plays. Well, this season, now that this team is fully healthy, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Mike Tomlin to perform. Because a lot of people are going to be saying, hey, we went 8-8 without our starting quarterback and several injuries. So now that we're fully healthy, Mike Tomlin, this team should, without a doubt, not only make to the playoffs, but make a playoff run. And Mike Tomlin... Despite being one of the best coaches in the NFL, I think has kind of underperformed over the last few seasons. And I mean, Mike Tomlin, don't get me wrong, he's a great coach and all, but I do think it's pretty fair to say that Mike Tomlin has underachieved besides going into 2019. Other than 2019, Mike Tomlin has fairly underachieved. I mean, Mike Tomlin has had some of the best rosters in the NFL history. I mean, you had Antonio Brown, Big Ben and Le'Veon Bell all in their prime. And you still weren't able to win the Super Bowl with those guys. You had a top five off the line as well over the last four or five seasons. You had one of the best rosters, if not the best roster in the NFL. And you weren't able to capitalize off it. And then you also have the Pittsburgh Steelers losing a lot of games that they shouldn't lose against teams that they had no business losing to. So, I mean... It's fair to say that Mike Tomlin is a great coach, but he still has a lot to prove. He has to prove that he can get this Pittsburgh Steelers team not only to the playoffs, but that he can still get this Pittsburgh Steelers team to an AFC Championship game appearance, or at least a Super Bowl, because that is the level of expectation in Pittsburgh. The level of expectation every single year, regardless of injuries, is to always win a Super Bowl, and those expectations should never change. Unless you're going off what happened this last season. But I mean, Mike Tomlin has a lot to prove in 2020 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't think his job is done yet. He still hasn't proved to me that he deserves to be considered one of the best coaches in the NFL. He did an amazing job in 2019. An incredible job. The best job of his whole entire coach career. But can he once again keep that up in 2020. With a fully healthy roster. And that's why I still have a big question mark around Mike Tomlin. Now, Mike Tomlin has proved that he deserves to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers for the next years to come. But can he prove to the Steelers fan base that he has what it takes to get the Steelers team to the promised land? Which is a Lombardi trophy. And I mean, Mike Tomlin, before 2019 you could say has been the most underachieving coach in the NFL other than Jason Garrett. I mean, Mike Tomlin has had stacked rosters and great teams, but I mean, he's came up short the last few seasons. So, I mean, I think that Mike Tomlin still has a lot that he has to prove for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020. This is going to be a really good team that a lot of people aren't really talking about that much when it comes to the Super Bowl conversation. Like, anytime the biggest discussion on your team is who is going to be your quarterback of the future or who your backup quarterback is going to be, that should go to show you how good of a team that you have. So, I mean, Mike Tomlin has a really good team with a really loaded wide receiver group. You got Deontay Johnson, Judith Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Chase Claypool. You still have a very good offensive line. You got Big Ben coming back from his season ending injury. You got to still have the best defense in the NFL from a talent standpoint, in my opinion. So, I mean, this is still a very good team. But Mike Tomlin hasn't proved that he can finally get this Steelers team to the playoffs because this is a Steelers team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a while. And the Ravens and the Browns have all gotten better. So can Mike Tomlin get this Steelers team not only to the playoffs, but can they make some noise in the postseason? So Mike Tomlin still has a lot that he has to prove for the Steelers this upcoming NFL season.